Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. We're very excited for this episode. We have a very special guest. We'll get to him in just a moment. Before we do, I would like to remind you that this episode and every episode of the Mickey Blog Podcast is brought to you by Mickey Travels. We'll talk about more. We'll talk more about them later on. Words are fun, and I'm going to get there eventually. <laughs> uh, Jesse, Kristen, before we jump into our guests and get into this episode, how are you guys doing? How is how is life? How is the world? How is the sun? It's hot. <laughs> the, in sun, the sun is yeah, hot. hot um, life is good. Hot. Yeah, I know it's hot. It's as per usual. Um, but no, life's good. I was at Disney Springs today. So it was like a nice kind of chill day. And there wasn't many people there, which was kind of surprising. But no, they were good. all in Epcot today. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 true. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's getting hotter. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's jump right into the episode. We're very excited to have our guests here today. And uh, if you if you can't tell by if you're watching this on YouTube, you can tell who this is. But if you can't tell from the title, which we also have his name in the title, let me introduce him. Our guest today is the wonderful Mark Daniel, who has turned his 25 plus years of experience as an actor, television warm up host, stand up comedian, and improv actor into a professional career as a comedic host, MC, <laughs> and live personality, specializing in but not limited to hosting and moderating live events, shows, keynotes, and conventions. With over 30 years of experience, he is known by many as an icon within Disney Entertainment. As he puts it, he loves to spread positive laughter and joy everywhere he goes. He has also worked as an improv actor with the SAC Comedy Lab, the Comedy Warehouse at Walt Disney World Resort, and as an award-winning stand-up comic. He has also worked as a host for, for the Telly Award-winning Disney Parks blog web series, Inside Disney Parks, and the official warm-up host for the Emmy-winning Disney Parks Holiday Celebration on ABC, Star Wars Celebration, International Conventions, and the New York Comic Con. You know, Mark, that was quite the mouthful, and that is a sign that you've accomplished quite a few things. So thank you so much for joining the show. Wow, thank you very much. What an amazing intro. I appreciate that. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's nice to hear my all of my accolades put together. Uh, very <laughs> proud of a big career and a, a lot of accomplishments with a lot of hard work and help yeah. from others. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. we, we really appreciate you for coming on. We have a lot of fans here at Mickey blog that are uh, fans of your work and what you've done. So we appreciate it. Um, although I do my best to introduce our guests, mm -hmm. could you tell us a little bit more about, um, I guess my first question for you is, does you tell us a little bit more about your history with the Walt Disney company specifically? Oh, wow. What a history indeed. Thanks for that question. Uh, I just want to say hello to all the Mickey blog podcast listeners. Uh, again, thank you very much for having me on the show, Jesse, Kristen, and Jared. Of course. Um, mm -hmm. So my Disney career started back in 1992. Um, I auditioned and I became a parade performer and I did what was called at the time, the electric light parade down main street, USA. I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had no coordination. <laughs> so what I was at that time was a canopy carrier. Um, so a canopy carrier was a role where you were not, um, you were not in the character department per se, but you were in the parade department. So I would carry a lit canopy and there were dancers that would dance underneath the canopy. Um, so that was my job. After Spectral Magic, uh, I went more into the character department and I did, um, well, after ELP, I went into Spectral Magic Parade. So that replaced uh, the Electric Light Parade. <laughs> Electric Light Parade went to Disneyland, as a lot of you historians know. Yep. And the Spectral Magic Parade came. 
And I did that for a little bit. I continued my work at uh, the Magic Kingdom. And uh, this is when Toy Story came out. And I was part of the tour, the media tour for Toy Story, where I played a Green Army man. And we went all around the, uh, the U.S. Um, getting people to come back to Walt Disney World. Uh, so we do like morning talk shows, radio shows, and uh, and uh, news cool. to just get people to come back to Walt Disney World. We had this giant tour bus that had the, uh, which people didn't really know what that was, but everybody knows it now. You know what Andy's wallpaper looks like, right? It's those yeah. clouds. So the bus was covered in those clouds. And, um, and we tour the U.S. just um, getting people excited to come back to Walt Disney World. It was, it was the uh, 25th anniversary at that time when um, Toy Story came out. Um, after that, I got my first actor role. I left the uh, entertainment department and I became an actor. Um, and they have equity actors at Disney, and that's what I am now. Uh, my first gig was opening Disney's Animal Kingdom. So I got a role as an actor in Dinoland, USA, as one of the grad <laughs> students. <laughs> we did that for several years. Um, there are no more, no more grad students now, but um, we portrayed, we did shows. We, uh, Learned about dinosaurs. The cool thing is, is that we had to portray paleontologists. So at that time, back in uh, 1998, 1999, Disney sent uh, my crew, the actors, to Canada. We went to uh, Alberta, Canada. We walked, we went to Dinosaur Provincial Park. We learned under uh, Phil Curry. He told us about dinosaurs. We got to see dinosaurs in the ground. We got to That's dig up so a few. Cool. And uh, we had about, about a two-week two and a half week crash course in paleontology and came wow. back and created shows around what we learned and did shows in Battle Lane. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, that was, a, it was a lot of fun. And to open a theme park was just, it's, it's something you can only do. You, not everybody gets to open a theme park, you know? Yeah. Um, and here we are opening a different, what they call at the time species of theme park, right? It was Disney's first completely animal park. It was, um, it was, even though we say not a zoo, it was a zoo. It was um, accredited by the, um, what is the title of it? The, um, the I don't know the title, but it's the National Zoo Association. Yeah, yeah. Their, their conservation and yeah. 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 And um, a big thing was the people, people don't realize this is that um, a lot of times you can't see the animals, you know, sometimes at the at Animal Kingdom. And uh, I, I hear people talking and I just saw a TikToker talk about it. She She's uh, into uh, animal biology. She's like, if you can't see the animals at a zoo, that means it's a good zoo. That allows <laughs> the animals to not be seen if they don't want to. Yeah. Um, and they have that type of control. If they want to be yeah. seen, they can go out and look at people. And if not, they want to, their privacy, they can go and do that. And Animal Kingdom uh, was very good about that, even when they first opened. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, and I worked at all four theme parks, Magic Kingdom. Then I went to Epcot, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and of course, Disney's Animal Kingdom. And then I became the social media host for um, Disney Parks Live Entertainment. And that is where I got my Telly Award for Inside Disney Parks. Um, and it was my dream job, you know, re being able to, what we do, we did live streams. Mm -hmm. So we would uh, present fireworks show to the world, uh, new parades, new shows. We'd go on Disney Cruise Line. I even went to Disneyland. That's um, really neat. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, it sounds uh, like it. And I did the renaming of Disney Springs from when it was Marketplace. I was part of that. And uh, then they opened a really cool land at Disney's Animal Kingdom called Pandora, the world of Avatar. 
that was a big undertaking and something very unique. And I had the privilege of going on tour again around the U.S. Um, uh, marketing Pandora, but it was unique because I got to be what they call a patriot. So I was someone, my parents were born on Earth, but I was born on Pandora. Mm. So that was a fun character for me to play to talk about um, what it was like living on Pandora and That's interacting so cool. with the Navi. Uh, so that was a lot of fun to do on radio stations and things like that. And uh, and then finally, I got to open Galaxy's Edge, another big undertaking, you know, another wow. Star Wars galaxy where you can live your adventure. And uh, so that's my uh, Disney career in a nutshell. I love that. A 30 year career in yeah. about two minutes. I- I love it. And I love the callbacks to some of that older stuff like Spectral Magic. That's just incredible. (laughs) Did you always want to be an entertainer or was it something that like, was it sparked by something? You know, it was kind of sparked by something. I think when I was a kid, I grew up in Trinidad and Tobago. I was born in the West Indies. Um, So I didn't grow up with Disney. Um, All I knew of Disney was, I think, anybody who's outside of America Everybody knows the Mickey Mouse watch, right? And uh, that little Mickey Mouse watch is something that went around the world. So that's what I knew. I knew Mickey Mouse as a watch. Yeah. I didn't know Mickey Mouse as cartoons or a theme park like Disneyland or anything like that. So uh, my Walt Disney was Jim Henson. Like we got to see Sesame Street and the Muppets um, in my country. Um, So I love that. Um, So... I, my family, they're all funny. They're all like, they're all musicians and artists. Um, so it was just in my blood to do something to present to the world, some type of art. Um, I wasn't good at drawing and uh, everybody in my family's funny. So I wasn't the funniest one, but I was (laughs) always drawn to like storytelling. Um, when I came to America, I was really drawn to, I really loved editing. Um, the magic of editing. I, I loved, um, uh, stop motion, uh, films. And uh, and one time I got to see the making of the California Raisins special, and that really got me excited about um, editing. Because you know, with stop motion, you really have to edit it, especially back then with the technology where you would film everything and move it, film, move it, move it, yep. move it. I have to go back and cut out you actually moving the figures. Um, so I did that for a little bit. I was really into it, um, but then I really got into like special effects makeup. I always wanted to work behind the scenes, making some kind of magic, and. Uh, one day I was doing some camera work and it was like a um, public access television show and the host didn't show up. And so they were like, uh, we need someone. And I just sat in front of the camera and started talking wow. and then started joking. And it just kind of, after that, I was like, wait a minute, I, I think I can, <laughs> I think I want to be in front of the camera now. And that, that was the the spark. That's when the bug hit is when I, I felt comfortable talking in front of the camera and talking to an audience. Cause I'd never done that before. That's so That's cool. Awesome. And then with the current role that you're in now, mm-hmm. how has that kind of changed over the years? How long have you been doing what you're currently doing? Well, um, let's see if we're talking about, um, uh, I've been acting since, uh, 1998. Yeah. Um, but that has changed so much. You know, I was a theme park actor and I evolved into, um, before that, I worked at SAC. You mentioned, Jared, that I worked yeah. at SAC in Comedy Warehouse. So Comedy Warehouse was an improv show at Walt Disney World. But before that, I did SAC Comedy Lab in Orlando. Um, SAC Comedy Lab is famous because uh, it's the um, training ground of the world-famous Wayne Brady. <laughs> yeah. He came up through SAC Comedy Lab. Um, so 
I've been doing, you know, and then I went into stand up and different things like that. So where I am right now, it's been a culmination of many different things. You know, I of did, course, you know, theme park acting for about, you know, seven years. I did stand up for about five years. Wow. I did improv for about five years. I went on to do the Comedy Warehouse improv show, which is a, is an amazing show. It was a lot of fun. Got to learn a lot. So I'd say a culmination. I think what I do now, I've probably been doing for about 20, 20 years. Wow. That's amazing. And I mean, just by the way you talk about it, it definitely sounds like you're still loving it more than ever. Uh, 100%. Like, yeah. you know, it's, uh, I, it's something I love to do. You know, one of my mottos is uh, um, living life with healthy laughter, you know. So my yeah. slogan when I did stand-up was LOL for life. Uh, laugh I love out that. loud for life. Because I really believe positive laughter helps you live a longer life. And that's something I learned from my grandmother in Trinidad. She lived to be 104.1. And uh, up until then, she was still laughing and having a good time and telling That's stories. incredible. Yeah, so I love that. The inspiration for LOL for Life is uh, is from my grandmother. Oh, that's so sweet. When I was, uh, it's a it's a great uh, great story, Mark. When I was in high school, there was unfortunately a a young man um, who I went to school with who passed away, mm -hmm. and he 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 passed away very young. But his motto um, throughout high school. Um, even though he passed in a car accident a few months after high school, his mm -hmm. motto was, uh, smiling is contagious. Yeah. And, and I always love that quote. And still to this day, I still think about that. The whole mm -hmm. idea of like, you smile at someone else and you wouldn't, you wouldn't even realize it. They might not even realize it, but they might also start smiling back at you. And mm -hmm. that goes, bounces off of what you were talking about with laughter. So it's it really true. It, it's really, it's a powerful mm -hmm. thing being able to make people smile. It is. And it's awesome. And it just speaks volumes that you fact, you remember your friend who passed away, right? It's yeah. something that he believed in and you saw it and, uh, and you have that memory of him as well. So it's just, you know, it, it's twofold, right? You know, you're spreading yeah. joy and laughter and, you know, you're making a mark on the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you talked a little bit about the Mickey Mouse watch, which we all know. <laughs> <laughs> but what was there a like specific Disney moment that stands out in your brain that you were like, you know what, this is this is where I want to be. This is what I want to be a part of. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's several. That's a great question. There's a few I'd like to talk about, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first one is my when I came to America, like I said, I didn't know much about Disney. I lived in Tampa. Um, and my aunt took me and my cousins and my brother. So there was one, two, three, four kids, two cousins, my brother and my aunt and uncle. They took us to Walt Disney World. And I, I remember going, I, the only, I didn't remember much, right? I think I was in, um, uh, might have been in junior high. So this is my first time at Disney. I'm in junior high. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, re I, didn't rem I don't remember much. I do. The only things I remember was riding the haunted mansion and you know when they, i will lower the lap bars for you i mean i was like whoa right <laughs> and uh and i remember going by the mirror and you see you come around and you see the ghost like pop up in the mirror and they sit next to you and i remember when i went home i was like oh, haunted house wasn't haunted mansion wasn't scary and i remember that night i was brushing my teeth and while I was in the mirror, I saw that ghost pop up and it kind of scared oh, me. Oh, no. That. <laughs> um, That's so funny. I would have screamed in my own mirror. <laughs> right? So, and then, so years later, I remember sitting and watching a parade. And years later, I get the job. I'm doing the electric light parade. And because I was carrying the canopy, the way we rehearsed is we're backstage. 
and we had to hoist the canopy up. And basically what you do is you walk behind the float. So they had to teach these people who can't, who don't know anything about walking behind the float. They said, okay, we're going to rehearse. And they pulled out this float. Now you're going to know what it is, but so it's in broad daylight. They pull out this float. It's got these white little like, you know, things all over it. And it looks like a turtle with glasses on. So <laughs> this thing comes driving out, you know, cause there's no show <laughs> loud as ever. And we're like, okay, whatever. So it's okay. You're going to follow. We're going to drive around the parking lots, this thing, and you need to follow it and you need to be about six feet behind it. So there was the canopy had six legs. So two people in front, two people in the middle, two people in the back. So uh, we're holding the canopy up and they say, okay, you're going to go ahead and follow this. And we're going to drive around the parking lot. Just follow it. And I said, okay, we all get ready. And they turn the music on. And when they turn the music on and it just, and it's just like, literally, you know, in the movies where you see the character and the camera zooms in and they don't move, but the background moves. Yeah. Like I literally had that moment. And I went, I know this parade. I said, I know this music. And everybody's like, okay, whatever. And I'm like, no, I watched this parade. They're like, yeah, whatever, man. I'm like, no, seriously. I had no idea that this is what I watched. I'm doing what I watched. And everybody's like, whatever, man. I guess. Yeah. So that was that was one moment. Um, the other moment is actually doing electric light parade. I remember the first time uh, I walked out and, you know, um, so just some, some I, I love sharing little secrets that I don't know if any of you have ever worked for Disney. Any of you ever worked for Disney? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Jess, you probably have heard of Sightlines. Yep. Okay. So, Jess knows Sightlines. So, what? So, to your uh, listeners and watchers, backstage, when you're doing the parade, there is a line drawn on the ground. And when you pass that line, you have to be either in character, character. or fully dressed. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, Jess knows. She goes right to it in character. Right away. <laughs> so, behind the line, you could be chilling. You could, you can have your jacket off. You can whatever. But as you, as we keep moving, because it's a long parade, so you got to imagine the parade is all staged backstage. And then when when gates open and starts going, everybody starts moving out. So once you pass the sight line, you're in character, you're in show mode. So my first time crossing the sight lines and walking out. Now this is the electric light parade, so it's dark, and I can't really see anything. And we come out, and I think the parade was going from the front of the park to the back of the park. So from the front past the fire station. If you're talking about, it was at the Magic Kingdom. So to set the scene, if you've been to the Magic Kingdom, you know where the fire station is and the, um, the gift Emporium. shop, Emporium. So we would go from that side and go all the way back to Frontierland. So you can't really see because many people can't stand by the fire station or the Emporium. So I remember going out and going around. And then when I got to the train station where there's like two levels, the amount of people, I had never seen that many people before, that much people before. <laughs> and they're all taking pictures because back then you had the camera and you're taking the flash <laughs> and they're taking pictures, everyone's smiling. And I did the parade and I had never seen that many people smiling, different races, different creeds. Everybody was just having a good time. And I remember looking around and going, this is what I want to do. This is the feeling I want to be around and I want to be a part of making people feel this way. Um, so that was my second moment of just going, I think, I think this is where I want to be. And if I remember saying that, I remember looking around and going, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm going to no. figure out how to stay here. After that, I mean, I can only imagine the amount of butterflies you had, like taking that first leap over that line, like, mm -hmm. all right, I'm ready, but 
maybe I'm not. Yeah. We're doing yeah. it anyway. We're doing it anyway because yeah. it's moving. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's very cool. I think you know uh, you speak about uh, you know just seeing all those smiles and and in anybody who gets to be in entertainment, I think that's like really the 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 reward of it, you know, because mm-hmm. you're you get to you get to see all that. And that's, we talk about it all the time on this podcast because we're, we're parks reporters. So we work Mm. for a a Disney blog and we're covering the parks full time. And, and the amount of times we get to go into a Disney park, Mm -hmm. uh, which is multiple days a week and, and take photos for our blog and for our writers and stuff. And you just look around and you see so many people every day that are just so happy that, that, you know, you might have been here a thousand times, but this little girl over here has seen that cast for the first time in her life. Yeah. So it just, it lights up. But uh, I had a question for you mm-hmm. um, and I assigned this one to myself specifically. Sorry, Kristen and Jesse. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I had this question because um, I'm a huge, huge Star Wars fan mm-hmm. and I'm a huge uh, fan of films and movies. And, you know, you've you've had the the privilege of, of interviewing and, and getting to meet quite a few um, very famous and successful people in uh in in star wars through star wars celebrations or mm-hmm. or comic cons and all these so i wanted to know um i guess just out of my own curiosity if there is any uh celebrity uh one or two that come to mind where you think like um like that person was really genuine i had amazing interactions with them that what you see is what you get because i think there's so many people out there mark that get like really disappointed when they meet like they say don't meet your heroes yeah. you know like they get disappointed when they meet a celebrity and they're like oh man that that person was not what i thought they were going to be mm-hmm. so i was i was wondering if you could uh if you could indulge us with a celebrity or two that that really is great or genuine or you got good interactions with that's a great question but i want to i want to before i answer that question i want to say one thing is that um I have the privilege of being around a lot of celebrities Um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're just regular people. Now they do amazing things and everybody do teachers do amazing things. Doctors do amazing things. Every fireman, everyday people, a guy driving a car and seeing somebody needs help. Police officers, they all do amazing things. It's just that, you know, as far as celebrity, they have the scope on them, you know? Uh, so it's almost like you see it all the time or, you know, they're bringing you joy in the movies and films they're doing. Um, but I feel sometimes like you have, we have to remember that celebrities are people too. And that sometimes they have bad days. Sometimes they have great days. And I think sometimes we, we kind of assume that a celebrity owes us something. And what I mean is you see a celebrity, say, Hey, can I take a picture of you? Yeah, no problem. But they, everybody does that. You know what yeah. I mean? And so there are times I've seen it. I've seen, you know, when I worked with James Arnold Taylor, he would go out and he would meet everybody so much so that I would go out and try to hang with him. And I'd be like, James, at celebration, you know, I would be like, so if you don't know who James Arnold Taylor is, he's the voice of um, Obi-Wan. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he's also an amazing voice actor. So Obi-Wan Kenobi is one of the 10,000 characters he does. Yeah. You know, he does uh, <laughs> yeah, Ratchet awesome. and Clank, you know, all the, all these things. Um, but he's also big in the Star Wars world, him and Ashley Eckstein, fantastic people I've worked with. Um, but they're so nice to the guests, you know, a lot of times, you know, they're meeting everybody and I'll be like, Ooh, I gotta go. I gotta wake up early in the morning, but they're staying mm-hmm. out and meeting people. So, um, they, a lot of celebrities are very gracious with their time. And I noticed that with a lot of the Star Wars fans, because I think mm-hmm. Star Wars fandom is a very big fandom 
And mm-hmm. I believe that Star Wars fandom may have the biggest demographic of fans because of the body of work. You know, you have Star Wars Lego and you have the originals and the people are older and you have the prequels and all these things. So you have like, uh, you know, families that just love Star Wars. And I think it might be the, the biggest franchise that has the biggest demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there, there are many people I've worked with. My favorite, you know, I worked with Jay Lagaya, who was in Star Wars, an actor uh, in the prequels. Of course, James Arnold Taylor. Um, Warwick Davis has been my favorite person to work with. So if you don't know, I used to host the Star Wars Celebration conventions. And I would host the main stage and I'd work very closely with um, with uh, Warwick Davis. And he was a genuinely nice person. His family was amazing, is amazing. And a genuinely funny He's probably one of the funniest people I've ever worked with. Like when I worked with Warwick, I would just look at him and start laughing and forget that I'm part of this show. <laughs> you know, he, he was a lot of fun. I learned a lot from Warwick Davis. Uh, but I want to share a story that no one believes. And I remember I was at Star Wars Celebration and it was the Carrie Fisher panel. And she was coming out and I just set it all up. And I walked backstage because, you know, I think Warwick walked out and was like talking to the crowd and getting ready for uh, to introduce Carrie Fisher. And I walked backstage and she looked at me and she said, hey, you're a tall drink of water. And I said, oh, yeah, you know, you know, yeah. She says, come here. And I, Carrie Fisher called me over. I walked over to her. She grabbed my face and kissed me on the cheek really hard and left a uh, a lipstick and just like. Then Ward called her out and she just walked out on stage. And I was like, I looked around and there was no one backstage. And I was like, no one saw that. Did that wow, really just that happen? Just happened. Wow. And I, wow. I tried to keep the lipstick as long as I could. I'm like, look, Carrie Fisher kiss me. I'm telling you, I didn't do anything. She called me over. That was a very surreal moment and it made my night. Yeah. It was really cool. Wow, that's oh. that's incredible. Honestly, I, I this is see guys, this is why I asked him this question. Uh no, I just um I read a little bit about uh, that you had hosted something for Carrie Fisher. Obviously, didn't read that story. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, but Carrie Fisher was like was such a hero to so many people. Yeah. And you mentioned and you mentioned Warwick, who mm-hmm. uh, you know I grew up looking up to, and and Ashley uh, Eckstein, um, yeah. Eckstein. Sorry, yeah, Eckstein. I uh, I met her um, the week of my wedding. She was here at Disney Springs okay. hosting an event for her new Ewok ears for her mm-hmm. universe. And I told, uh, I told my bosses, I was like, I'm going, I'll cover it. Don't worry. And I was there three hours early and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was the week of my wedding. I was like getting ready to go on a oh, plane wow. and go get married. Yeah. And I, and I waited three and a half hours and, and there were so many people around me complaining about how long the line was taking. Uh-huh. And when I got inside, once the queue got inside of the Star Wars shop at Disney Springs, you actually could see actually was taking the time to not just say hello to each of these fans there was there was people going up to her crying giving her a hug telling them mm-hmm. stories and she would spend however long was needed with every single fan and mm-hmm. i remember the minute i saw that i i it almost gave me a new perspective because I think some people, like you were saying, when it comes to celebrities, they forget one, they're real people too. Mm-hmm. Two, they don't owe us anything. They don't have yeah. to take those photos. They don't have to have those conversations. But the fact that Ashley does that for fans mm-hmm. to go to that extreme, 
when I told her that I was getting married that week, she's like, you're here and you're getting married. What are you doing? And I was like, I was like, you're one of my heroes. I have to meet you. And she was, she was so happy about it. But um, yeah, that was a, it was a great story. What you were saying about, about Carrie Fisher. Um, yeah, so and gonna, I, and sorry, I want to tell you, uh, speaking of people that are, are who they are, Ashley Eckstein, what you see is what you get. She is a genuine person. She cares if she talks about you, she talks to you. It's all genuine. She's one of the, she's amazing. She's one of the most genuine people I've ever met. Just very fun to be around. Great energy. Her husband's fantastic. Her mom and dad are great. But she is truly a genuine person and really wants to inspire people in any way she can. I love that. Well, she does a great job at it. Yeah. That's for sure. So we're going to jump into the second uh, section or second half of our mm -hmm. podcast. But before we do, I do want to mention that this episode of the Mickey Blog Podcast is sponsored and brought to you by Mickey Travels. Now, Mickey Travels is a nationally recognized leader in Disney vacation planning. They are diamond earmarked by Disney and their services are always 100% free. Reach out to Mickey Travels today for a free quote on your Disney vacation at MickeyTravels.com. Making magic one vacation at a time. That's MickeyTravels.com. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let uh, Jesse uh, ask this next question before I just uh, hijack this entire interview. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> I mean, you you were on your Star Wars craze, so I I completely understand. It's okay, Jared. Um, I was just wondering what makes working for Walt Disney special to you. Do you have like a very special meaning behind it, um, or do you just love it that much that it just became special over time? Um, it was special to me in the beginning, like I said, you know, seeing yeah. all these happy people and just knowing that I was a part of making people smile, you know, and, and, you know, um, Disney and Walt, this is Walt's idea of Walt Disney World is when yeah. you come here, you forget about the real world, you can let go, you can, you can enjoy life and, and what's presented to you and, and the fun reality of what we present to you here at Walt Disney World is an escape. Um, and I really enjoyed that. Um, but one thing is I will say about Disney is that I, everything I know now, I learned from Disney. You know, I, I learned uh, how to be creative. I learned all different parts of the business. You know, when I work at Disney, I just, just, it's not just me. I work with, you know, other cast members that are, whether I'm doing a show, there's technicians, there's uh, costuming, there's maintenance to get the rides going or the props going, there's prop masters, you know, there's merchandise people, stage managers, custodial, um, housekeeping. All these yes. people make their magic, you know, and I always like to say um, I'm in the show. People see my face, but I'm just a shiny cog in a bunch of cogs that are turning. You know what I yeah. mean? And if you take me out, it won't work. And if you take somebody else out that's not shiny, it still won't work. We all we all make the big magic machine function. Um, yeah. So I, it's something that I enjoyed at first, but I just found ways to love it more because, you know, uh, I, I've been very lucky to be in entertainment for 30 years at Walt Disney World. So I've been able to experience so many different things, you know, um, and I've grown and learned a lot. So um, I'm very thankful for the, all the opportunities I've been afforded at Walt Disney World and the trust that um, my managers and my show directors put in me to present the brand to the guests. Yeah. Um, and I don't take that lightly. That's uh, It's a big yeah. responsibility, especially you know, when I'm doing the live streams and different things like that, yeah. where they say, Mark, we trust you to be off the cuff, improvise, talk to the guests. Yeah. If something goes wrong, 
We're going to give the microphone to you, but we trust that you will stay on brand. And that is that is something I take pride in, to stay on brand. Oh, absolutely. Be as inclusive mm. as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually, um, speaking about like being on brand, you were awarded mm. with the Disney Legacy Award. Yes. Can you talk a little yes. bit about that and what that means Thank to you. you? Yes, indeed. So the Disney Legacy Award is the highest recognition a cast member can get at Walt Disney World and the Disney Parks. Um, so before that, I am actually a recipient of what was called Partners in Excellence, which is the same type of award. What happens is um, your peers vote on you and then uh, they, um, you, they give examples on why you deserve the award. But different uh, parks had different names for that award. So what they wanted to do, they made it under one umbrella and now it's called the Legacy Award, the Walt Disney Legacy Award. And what it means is that you create, inspire and dream um, and you uh, you dream, you create and you inspire the people around you. So again, people vote and um, there's a panel that looks at all the reasons you, and you have to give examples like, why did this cast member dream? How? Give us examples. How does this cast member create? And how does this cast member inspire? And uh, so um, I was able to win that award by my peers saying, you know what Mark does, here's what he does. So. Um, it was a, a big um, recognition and I was humbled by it. So I get to wear legacy award recipients get to wear a blue name tag. Yeah. Sorcerer Mickey on it with a diamond in it. Wow. And that's the, um, and it says dream, create and inspire underneath the name tag. Um, so that's, that's awesome. a, a big feather in my cap. And I'm very proud to have won the partners in excellence award. And of course, as well as the legacy award. Yeah. Yeah, we actually uh, we got to interview. I'm sure you're familiar with Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Oh yeah, performs <laughs> performs over there at Port Orleans. We Another Legacy him. Award winner. Yes, exactly. he is. Yeah, that's what yes. I was going to mention. He was uh, he was a winner of that award, and uh, we had him on the podcast. He was he took us for a journey. I'll tell you, it was mm-hmm. it was quite the episode. Uh, he performed for us. It was it was it great. Was, it was crazy, but it, we were in singing all the along. Best ways. It, it was, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know so, I've. I've heard so much about Yeehaw Bob. Um, he is a fan favorite, and we have never met. Really? Got to meet him. I've, I've walked by and I've seen him performing, but I was like going to do something. But mm-hmm. one day we're going to meet, and I'm going to shake his hand because uh, I <laughs> hear incredible. so much about Yeehaw Bob. He, I know he's yeah. incredible. Yeah. People love Yeehaw Bob. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great performer for sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the things I actually wanted to ask you about is over on your TikTok page, on your Instagram, on your Twitter, you post a lot of these videos. I I forget the exact title. It's like Mark Daniel fun fact of the day or Easter yeah. egg of the day. Something fun along Mark those Daniel lines. nerd fact for the day. <laughs> there you there go. it is. Okay. So <laughs> can you talk a little bit about that for our guests who might not know so they can go check you out? Because I, I really, I'm personally like, I have a huge affinity for Easter eggs, both in yeah. films, both in films, but also the park. So, so many people don't realize how many little Easter eggs and little nods to this film or this year in Disney history or this little, like the Imagineers, they, they know what they're doing and they put yeah. little things, they'll put things in rides and all over the place where you, you're like, wait a minute, that's from this or that's from that. And, and you, you didn't realize it before. And that's, what's cool is you can keep coming back and yeah. keep noticing new and more things you didn't notice before. So can you talk a little bit about, uh, about that? Yeah. Um, so what I do is, um, uh, on my TikTok, uh, I have different, um, uh, 
um, series, but one series that you're talking about right now is my fun Mark Daniel nerd fact for the day. Um, and <laughs> I what that. I like to do, because I've been at Disney for so long and I've been in entertainment for so long, I noticed that, um, you know, when I do shows or play characters, um, there's always a reason for everything at Disney, right? And the Imagineers do a fantastic job telling a backstory. They don't just put something there. They will create a story to make it belong. And that's what I, uh, so I found out that I knew a lot of these little details. Some details, they went a different direction, but the remnants are still there. So I was like, you know, people don't know this or people don't remember this. I think, what if people cared about this? So I love Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, and I love when he talks about facts about the universe and different things like that. I'm just amazed because the way he does it with such joy yeah, I love him too. and just breaks it down. Uh, it was inspired by that. And I said, well, I'm, I'm no scientist. I'm no astrophysicist. I can't talk about stuff like that, but what do I know? And I was like, wait a minute. I know little details about Walt Disney world and different theme parks and rides and attractions and shows. So I said, I'll tell facts about that. So I was diff telling different facts about where buttons come from. But as I started doing my Disney facts, people really started watching them. So I dropped all my other facts about, you know, on this day, the wheel was invented, all those things. And I just <laughs> went with um, Disney facts and it's really taken off. So at the end of it, I always go secrets because, you know, there's secrets hidden right in your face, right there. Um, true. And if you know where to look, you can find them. So oh, yeah. that's, that's, that's my little series on Mark Daniel nerd facts for the day. I love awesome. that. Mm -hmm. All right. And then you um, obviously have done a lot of acting, a lot of entertaining, a lot of interactions with guests. Mm -hmm. Do you have an all-time favorite memory? I mean, you already talked about crossing over the line for the first time, yeah. which, hello, like that's kind of hard to top. But <laughs> is there any other favorite memories that you can think of off the top of your head? Um, you know, there's so many, you know, when it comes to interaction. I know. How, I mean... You know? so many years how can you pick like yeah yeah you know you know i gotta sit down and just go okay i gotta pick my favorite one. yeah um trying to think you know there's so many um i think uh i think some of the things we used to do like you know um and it was outside of the theme parks you know um when i was in the entertainment department in the uh character department um we would do we'd go to hospitals and visit kids okay. that couldn't come to walt disney world that's cool. Um, we would go to the inner city kids that didn't couldn't afford to come to Walt Disney World um, and just see the joy in their faces, you know, that Disney came to them, you know, and uh, those are some of the things I remember is, again, like I said, I really remember the energy because I'm, I'm yeah. really I'm, I'm really affected by positive energy and smiles and happiness. So those are some of the things I remember. Um yeah, opening Disney's Animal Kingdom and seeing the first guests come in to see to be yeah. a part of something that, you know, everybody tries to be there for the first attraction, right? You know how people line up. Yeah. You try to be there first to see a movie or a film, first to see some merchandise or buy some merchandise. But a theme park? Yeah. Could you imagine being the first to <laughs> no. go to a theme park? That's you know, crazy. I love yeah, it. You know, yeah, you hear the stories about Disneyland, first to go into Disneyland. Now yeah. I can be the first to go into Disney's Animal Kingdom. Like what? <laughs> yeah, so some of those things. But... Um, one story that really tugs my heart was um, early on uh, when I was in the uh, entertainment character department, uh, I was uh, doing my thing, not to break the magic, but I'm out there and I, I was leaving because, uh, you know, you have a certain amount of time out to uh, entertain the guests and I was leaving. And as I was leaving, I felt like 
this little kid like slammed into me and hugged me uh, at my <laughs> knee. And I bent down and the kid said, I just wanted to say hi to you because I have cancer and I'm going to die, but I know I'm going to see you in heaven. So I just wanted to tell you hello right now before oh. I leave. And I was like, what? I literally started crying and I just hugged that yeah. kid and I stayed there for like 15 minutes, just like hugging the kid and just hanging out with the kid as they were like, hey, time to go. And I was like, no, I'm giving this kid. Yeah. You're like, no, don't worry about yeah. me. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. This Florida sun. I don't feel that. Totally fine. <laughs> you know? And the yeah. thing was, and the thing was what made it so unique to me is that this innocent kid, what he said to me was a lot. And it was that I have cancer and I'm going to die. And, but I know I'm going to see you in heaven. It wasn't something said to keep me there. It wasn't something said to get something. He yeah. literally was just hugging me to tell me that to run off. Right. Just to say, Hey, I'm good. And it was so the fact that it was such a reality for that child and those, and that family, you know, and then he accepted it and was like, yeah, this is what I, I'm just telling you this and I'm leaving. It wasn't something to get anything. It really stuck with me. It's something I always remember to not take life for granted, you know? Yeah. And, and some of these, what some of these children are going through in their reality, you know, what is their reality? What are other yeah. people's reality? I mean, I think, I think that's extremely powerful, Mark, that you brought that up. And, and I think, you know, um, and I'm sure Kristen and Jesse will agree with this, but I think uh, Give Kids the World and uh, some of these organizations that partner with Disney are among the best companies, organizations on the planet. And, uh, yeah. and, and whenever, whenever uh, you see a group all wearing the, the blue give kids the world shirts or, yeah. or make a wish a get in there or make a wish or, you know, seeing, seeing the, uh, the experiences they get and everything. It, it's, it's so special. And I'm so happy that, uh, that Disney especially does those, does those kind of things. Cause you're right. It, it's, it's moments like that, that make you realize that life is short and, and you can't take it for granted. Yeah, you know? yeah so. definitely. Yeah. yeah, I was a photo pass and like I worked with all the characters and yeah. when moments like that would happen, like we would all just go in the back and like let out a tear real quick and yeah. be like, all right, pull ourselves yeah. back together. Like, let's get back out there. But yeah, no, all those moments like are so touching. And, you know, the fact that you were able to create magic for just a, you know, couple minutes is amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go excuse myself and cry and then I'll be done. No. <laughs> 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 no, no, it's going to be hard to ask. Teary eyed. Like my next oh, question no. is like so upbeat and I'm like, oh God. No. <laughs> okay. That's um, okay. We need a palate cleanser. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it up beat. I'm sorry. I took it down. No, I'm, sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's <laughs> not like everybody said it's an important reminder that I think everybody yeah. needs from time to time. So, you know. Um, but yeah, on a way lighter note, yeah. um, the question that we ask all of our guests is what is your favorite Disney park, Disney character, okay. and Disney uh -huh. movie? Hey, ooh, that's good. I know. That's good. Okay. <laughs> Let's go with park. Um, my favorite park is Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now, you might say I'm biased because I was able to open that park. <laughs> right. But I want to tell you something. Disney's Animal Kingdom as a whole is the most in Florida, the most beautiful park ever. Oh, seen. for sure. Yeah. You look at the trees. Agreed. You look at the ground. 
You look at the buildings. It's very much themed. Yeah, very, very immersive. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very immersive. And when you walk through now the Oasis, that's where basically you walk through from the entrance, mm -hmm. and you go around those little pathways and stuff. And and you look up. There's trees up up there. You know what I mean? It's just you. You just go into this thing, and 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 you come around. You go through the Oasis, and then you come upon the Tree of Life. Come on, that's like one of the best icons of any theme park. You know, um, so. Uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom is my favorite park. My favorite character is there's two of them. I have okay. a favorite good guy and a favorite Ooh. bad guy. Love that. My favorite good guy is Baloo. Okay. From Disney's Jungle Book. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. When I saw Jungle Book, I just wanted to hang out with Baloo. Like, seriously. I was like, look, me and Baloo are hanging. <laughs> He seems so fun. I would also yeah. love to hang out with him. Come on, now Baloo is chilling. He's singing. He's you know? walking. You know. You know. I, my favorite line in the, in the original Jungle Book is like, you know, he didn't take Mowgli because he, you know, he promised to take Mowgli back to the Man Village, and he's just hanging out. He's like, look, I just like us hanging. I'm not taking you back. To hanging the out. Village. No, we're hanging out. And <laughs> so when uh, Bagheera says, "Why? Why are you not going to take him back to the Man Village?" He says, "Because they'll make a man out of him." <laughs> I just thought that was funny. There you go. Because really, really, he had a point. They didn't make a man out of him. Yeah. Um, and my favorite villain is Dr. Facilier. That's my fiance's too. Oh, yeah? Dr. Yep. Facilier. And I had, the, I had the pleasure of being able to portray both of those characters. That's awesome. Um, um, as an actor, Dr. Facilier, and as a you know a performer, as, as um, the other one that I don't want to break the magic. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and my favorite Disney film... Uh, was the Jungle Book until Princess and the Frog came along. Really? All right. It was Jungle Book, and but Princess and the Frog, uh, I really loved because my favorite villain came yeah. out of Princess and the Frog, Dr. Facilier. You know, uh, Princess and the Frog, definitely my favorite princess Disney film. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, and when Akershus, uh reopened for brunch this past week at Epcot, uh, I ended up covering that. And I was there and it was so ironic because I work with uh, so many like so many women who love princesses far more mm -hmm. than I do, Mark. I'll be mm -hmm. honest. But I did my best out there and I was uh -huh. covering the opening, taking all these photos and videos. And um, my wife was there with me. It was like, who's your favorite princess? And I was like, Tiana, none of the rest of them make beignets. I mean, what are we talking about? <laughs> right? She's got goals. It's true. She's it's... got her head on right. She works hard. I Mm -hmm. Exactly. No, I just I love the message of that film because with so many classic Disney princess films to know, like, you know, fault of their own, they existed in an era where it was this whole damsel in distress and, yeah. you know, uh, you needed this prince to save the day. But that whole film is Tiana just being like, I don't need anybody. I'm going to work hard and I'm going to get what I what I deserve and I'm just going to mm -hmm. keep working, keep on working. And I just love that message that yeah. that, that that film portrays. Yeah, and there's another scene in the film that means that is very deep too. There's a scene where um, uh, it's Ray is like kind of out of it, and he thought that when they kissed and they would turn back into humans and stuff, and then it didn't work. And Ray was like, "I, I thought you were going to turn back." And Tiana says, "We're staying frogs, Ray." Like she just accepted it. Like it was that was a moment. Like I was in the movie, she was like. We're staying frogs, Ray, but we're not worried about that right now. We're worried about you. And I just thought that was another moment telling of Tiana's um, 
accepting of reality and and and, mm. and just really taking what she has and making the best of it. And, I, and that's a moment I think a lot of people miss mm. is when she's more worried about Ray and she's like, we're staying frogs. But anyway, <laughs> let's take care of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I made yeah. some mushroom stew. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. awesome. So, uh, you know, last real question for you and we've had a, we've had a blast having you on, but our last question for you, um, that we also ask, uh, many of our guests from, from different backgrounds, different skill sets, different careers, um, wanted to ask you if you could sort of offer up a piece of advice, um, you know, uh, to somebody who who maybe wants to be the next Mark Daniel, you know, because there are a lot of people who are fans of you on on social mm -hmm. media, and also, um, you know, people even if they aren't fans of you on social media, want to do exactly what you've been able to do uh, mm -hmm. for a living. Uh, so, so what kind of advice could you offer to a to a young person out there, maybe listening or watching, who who might want to uh, do what you do? Yeah, well, it means it's pretty cool that you say somebody wants to be the next Mark Daniel because when I was coming up, <laughs> I wanted to be the next whoever was before me. Yeah. Um, but I will say, you know, um, in this world, it's about instant gratification, right? And especially with social media, um, you think things come quickly and it doesn't. Um, you got to do something because you really love doing it. Um, if you and like I said, if you want to be an actor, if you want to create content on YouTube, whatever you want to do, you got to make sure you're not doing it for the wrong reasons, that you're not doing it for attention. You're not doing it um, to get likes or get paid, you know, because no actor gets into the business because they want to get paid. <laughs> you know, it's it's a passion, you know, so whatever you want to do, just make sure you want to do it, because even if you fail and I had a teacher tell me that once, you know. My, my my dad really wanted me to go into the military. And I just started working at Disney and I wasn't interested. Uh, thank you to everybody who has served and are going into the military. Um, just for me personally, I was terrified. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't think I'll be good at it. Don't put me there. Yeah. Um, and uh, he said, you know, Mark, you should do what you want to do. Because even if you fail, you can say, well, I tried it because I wanted to, not because somebody mm -hmm. told me to do it. Um, so the advice I'd give is just like, have patience, find what you love and do it. Because even if no one, you know, you're not getting the, the, what you expect, like you don't get the likes of a video you put up or something like that, just stick to it. Cause if you love doing it, the passion will show itself and, um, and, and just hang in there, you know, just believe in yourself. And like I said, it's, it's, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And that could be anything, whether you're a veterinarian, yeah. whether you're creating content, whether you are a doctor, you know, find a way to love it. Yeah. Cause those days will get hard with anything you do. You're going to have those tough days. It's uh it's very good advice. We actually uh, had the pleasure of having uh, an actor by the name of Holland Hayes who mm. portrayed uh scoop uh, yes. Sanderson main street. Yep. Um, we had him on earlier this week and uh, we asked him the same question and he gave a very, very similar answer, um, yeah. you know, about loving what you do and, and make sure that you love it. And I told him one of my favorite quotes is from Jim Carrey, and I'm going to say it again. I'm sorry for the back to back quote listeners, but uh, one of my favorite quotes is from Jim Carrey and he said that you can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a shot at doing what you love. And I really yeah. love that quote because there it's so easy to just give up before you've even given it a shot, but you can't know until you actually try. And I think yeah. 
you are you are a great embodiment of that, and we really really appreciate you uh, you coming on the show. Um, I'm sure uh, I'm sure I can uh, speak for for all three of us. But Chris and Jesse, anything you'd like to say? I know I certainly had a blast. Yeah. Yeah, no, I did too. I mean, I learned a lot. All of your stories were so fun. Um, and again, like, you know, just hearing the cast member side of it too. It was just, it was nice to talk to you and pleasure yeah. to meet you. Yeah. Are you still working at Disney? Do you still yeah. Work at Disney? So I'm seasonal right now at Fine Art. So I'm a photographer over there. Where at? Fine Art? At Fine Art. Where is that? Is that at um, Marketplace? I mean, so, so it's actually behind Disney Springs. It has a separate entertainment building. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. 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 No, I thank you for coming on. And I just love your positivity and just your stories were so amazing. And I love that you worked in the Spectro Magic Parade because I miss that parade (laughs) very much. And I feel like Disney should bring it back. Oh, yeah. Let me me see. Do I I have it close? Let me see. One second. Bring it back. Props. Props. Yeah, I see the props. So do I. So excited. <laughs> yeah, I would so love to see that. Growing anticipation. I know. I know. <gasps> here we go. Here's what we got. Okay, I'm back. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's so cute. And then on this magic. That's so Glimmering, cool. shimmering carousel. Oh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm no yee-haw bob. Let me stop. Let me stop. I, love I don't it. sing. I don't he sing. He had a whole piano and everything. Yeah. So I know. He, <laughs> he, it, it, he was not messing around. But yeah, but yeah, yeah thank you again, yeah, Mark, for coming so on the much. show. We really appreciate yeah. it. And uh, before before we wrap up here, if uh, if any of our listeners, um, followers of, of Mickey Blog, want to go see more of your content, where, they, where can they uh, head over to? Well, you can head over to, of course, TikTok, and I am basically LOL, LOL for Mark Daniel on TikTok, Instagram, and on YouTube. But the big thing I want to say is I'm in a movie. That's right. Oh, yeah. So it's a movie called Space Pups. It's available so you can stream it on Vudu and Amazon Video. Awesome. uh, So it's it's a family kids movie. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and my voice is in the film. So the movie's about these three aliens that are friendly. They crash land on Earth. And they need to find their parts so they can get back to their home planet. And they come to Earth and they need to get around. So 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 they can be incognito. They disguise themselves and turn themselves into dogs. And then these kids find out their secret. And they promise to help them get their parts so they can get back to their ship and get back to their planet. But That's so cute. there's a little alien hunter on their tails and he studies what he calls ufology. So it's a race in t- uh, against time to get the parts and keep the secret of the dogs and get home. So it's called Space Oh, my Pups. kids would love that. Oh, that's so it's cool. Just came out it. Saturday. Yeah. Ah, so. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah. I play, I play Hex. He's the engineer and he turned uh, golden lab, uh, golden retriever. <laughs> <There's a lot laughs> so of- cute. 
That's awesome. Well, yeah. thanks again, Mark, for coming yeah, on the show. So we much. had a absolute blast with yeah. you. Uh, a pleasure to have you on here. Um, yeah. And uh, for all of our uh, listeners and, and viewers, definitely go check out um, some of Mark's pages and more of his content um, to, to go be entertained or get some nerd facts of the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and either way, if you're new to the Mickey blog podcast, uh, we thank you for tuning in. Um, you can watch every episode on our YouTube channel. You can listen to every episode on whatever platform works best for you. We've had lots of very fun guests over our months of doing this podcast and, uh, lots of great interviews. So feel free to go check it out. Uh, one of our favorites was this episode right here, of course. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and, um, of course, tune in next week. Uh, to another edition of the Makey Blog Podcast. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much. Bye, Thanks guys. for having me. Bye, everyone. Thank Bye. you.